It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening once Hey there, again. everybody. We are here with the crew, Sports Take Podcast. Man, it's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks, but we are at you. And guess what? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's officially November 1st. <laughs> are we overlooking Thanksgiving? I mean, you give me a Thanksgiving song, I'll play it. I'll find one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, there's no Thanksgiving songs. So, well, my question to you, what is the appropriate starting point of Christmas music? After well, Thanksgiving hold for up. me. Hold on, like no, the day after Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. All depends on who you ask. My well, mom, that's why I'm asking you. My mom plays it year-round. So <laughs> I mean, so that's a bit extreme. It is. Well, what Christmas her. music is she playing year-round? Like the hardcore, like classics, all. like Just rocking all. around the Christmas tree? All. Wow. My mom's invested in Christmas, guys. Do you understand? Um, I think after Thanksgiving. I'm going to say the first time it snows. Okay. Really? The first day of snow. In the valley. In Well, this is, a, I guess, a Utah-specific. First day of it snows or December 1st. Okay. Whichever comes soonest. Because if it starts snowing mid-November, you know, it be, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You know, you get this going in the background. Hold on, hold on. I want to ask Whistler a question. Hit me with it. Is Nightmare Before Christmas the movie... A Halloween well, movie I mean, or a Christmas movie? Christmas. I say Halloween, he says Christmas. What do you say? Well, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas is, is in the title, movie? Devin. Well, it could listen. It, in you the could, Christmas, listen. It, Christmas is in the it's title. A, it's a hybrid. Okay, yeah, you can nightmare. Do that's Halloween. Oh my goodness! But listen, it's a hybrid. You can do the both. Pumpkin not King. A hybrid. Yeah, yes, because you can. You could play for both. It's acceptable. Acceptable for both. But for me, it's more Christmas because the point of the story is him wanting to be Santa. That's He's Santa. Like that's it. The movie takes place in Christmas time, yes. not at Halloween time. Exactly. I'm pretty sure the movie like starts like right after Halloween ends. Like November 1st is like when the movie starts, right? Because they're kind of like all celebrating the end of Halloween, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I guess. I guess Jack Skellington wants to come out of the closet and be Santa. <laughs> so you agree it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. There it is. We got him. All right. All right. Let's go. Hunter and I have that power persuasion. <laughs> easy. I mean, it's easy to convince. Um, we got a big show coming up. We have got, it's been a few weeks, like three weeks, right? Since we had our last episode. About two, I think. It's about two weeks because. Two weeks that we haven't had one. Two weeks in a row we haven't exactly, done one. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So three weeks since the last yeah, one. Yeah, we really need to be better. <laughs> well, I mean, we yeah. can only do it when the ESPN studio is available. So what can you do? Um, if you missed out on the last two weeks, you've been dying because there's no Sports Take podcast. Go and check out. Views from the Hill? Yes, Alex? sir. Views from the Hill podcast. We've got them all up. We've got another one coming to you. If you guys want to know anything about the Utah football team right now, which is, you know, up there and hyped. Could be going to the Rose Bowl. We are going to the Rose Bowl. Like, very realistic chance. This the is Rose their Bowl. best shot they've had. If they beat ASU, I think that's kind of what clinches it for them, right? Essentially, because what's going to happen is... Because there's that flow chart of did BYU, did Utah beat Arizona State? And then it's like yes or no, and it kind of flows down from there, you right, know? Right, but we also have to beat Colorado. I'm okay with losing to Oregon. We can lose to Oregon. They're in the North. It doesn't affect us at all. Because well, Colorado and USC have both lost last gonna week. You're not going to lose to Oregon. If well, we could, though. No. But I'm saying they, it's okay for I mean, <laughs> they said that, what, 2016? And then Darren Carrington caught a touchdown pass. Um, my question to you, well, it's not really a question. Do you, well, I mean, I, don't know, I guess it's a question. Your prediction <laughs> is Utah in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Come January 1st. Yes, sir. Against Washington State. Rematch. Uh-huh. So wait, so wait, when Washington, wait against Washington Sorry, State. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be the they go to the Rose Bowl, yeah, So that's my bad. They wow. beat Washington they State. They beat Washington State. That's what I meant to say. They beat them because we should have the first time. They sh- I mean, Britton Covey punt return touchdown doesn't get called back. That too. Or if we just don't run a three, you know, man defensive rush the entire game, you also could have changed true. that up. So that's just me. Also true. Uh, we also have jazzed up on Utah and and if you want, brand if you new want to talk podcast. about if you want to talk about. Very inconsistent football. You can listen to Cougar Tales. <laughs> if you want the if flip want side of the Utah team. If you want and the flip side of Utah where they have a great defense and an electric offense and they're probably going to the Rose Bowl. The flip side of that is... Jacqueline Hyde, BYU, BYU, they're going to go to the Birmingham Bowl. Maybe. Well, if they go bowl. <laughs> Bro, they're they not going to lose to UMass. We'll talk oh, about it later. They might. New Mexico State. <laughs> oh, no. they might. 
It's you different than last year. Last year. It's different we, than last year. Last year, you is said, well, there's no chance they it lose to is. ECU and UMass. Would they have beat Wisconsin last year? Okay, that's fluke, though. That's I. Still it doesn't think, matter if it's know. fluke. They wouldn't have <laughs> fluked that last year. Okay, that's fair. They fluked it this year. They've already got their win total of last year. They're going to go to a bowl game. Calm down, Cougar fans. It's not that bad. Devin, speaking of Jacqueline Hyde, you've been Jacqueline Hyde I have. on this BYU team. It's Just like, two it's days like, ago, you were like, they suck. Uh, there's kay. no hope. I can't say that they're going to win for sure because they've proven that Yeah, but that then I can't. thought about it. I took some time to think <laughs> about it. They're not going to beat Boise State and they're not going to beat Utah, obviously. But maybe if they, you know, I'll get to it once we get into, you know, other things we talk about in this podcast. This well, we're going to talk about so it So we'll talk about later. Cougar Tales later. Go to it. Check it out if you want to know more about Cougar football. Cougar Tales podcast, Views from the Hill podcast, and Jazzed Up on Utah podcast. Our kind of side hustles going on right now. Go check them out. Give them a listen. Uh, they won't disappoint. So we're going to get to it, though, here on the Sports Take podcast. Our first up is the hot seat. Mm. Devin. Well, I told Since you I'd get to we're it. We're getting a little heated over there. Your seat's getting hot. Kalani Sataki. If he doesn't oh. beat UMass really? and oh. New Mexico State, so when, they need to look elsewhere. So when he doesn't beat UMass... He's gone. Let's not get if biased, Mr. Ute when, fan. When What's your Twitter? Ute fan bias one two three or something? Uh, it's it's one, actually two, four, it's four, four, six, four. It's actually four six seven. Sorry. Okay, so let's not get biased here. <laughs> it's actually Denver Ute. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, Kalani's on the hot seat. <laughs> if they don't beat UMass for the second time in a row, and if they lose to a just horrible New Mexico State team at home, then you need to look elsewhere. I think they're going to end up looking elsewhere either way. Who do they replace him with? If he goes to a bowl game, why would they look elsewhere? Who else right now is going to get them to a bowl game? Jay Hill. But is he going to come? Maybe. Here, oh, I was actually talking about this with uh, Ben Criddle earlier, and it's not anything he brought up, and it's not any like sort of news or like trying to hint at anything, but I posed the question to him. If Kalani Sataki doesn't end up working out at BYU, is there any chance... BYU could potentially go after Morgan Scally. I wouldn't doubt it. There's they a, should. They, they, I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't they? Because they absolutely should. Morgan Scally would fit, and he's a, he's just you know tremendous coach, and, and he has a Temple recommend. <laughs> That's what you need. But it's <laughs> well, uh, we don't know. Well, he. <laughs> I mean, he has one we, by name. We just genuinely hopefully. don't know. I mean, he might be in the books. Well, I thought you said that you saw him at church one time. I mean, yeah. You see him at church occasionally. I mean. That was a long time ago. Well, that's because you <laughs> haven't gone a long time. That's no fault of it. Like I said, it's in the books, though, right? So who knows? Judge not that ye shall be judged, Whistler. Hey, thanks, man. Okay. <laughs> I love Devin. Dude. All right. I mean, just a potential. That's, <laughs> if I were a BYU fan and, you know, worst case scenario, Kalani Satake's no moss at BYU, that's kind of the direction I would want to go. It makes sense. Young, players coach, former big-time player, has shown that he's more than capable of having a dominant defense at the University of Utah. So that w- those are just my thoughts. Uh, Alex, your hot seat. So my hot seat, so everyone knows this one right now, okay? It's the Raiders. <coughs> Ooh, which we will talk about a little bit later. Yeah, so but I'm not going to tease that a little bit. The Raiders in general or Gruden? Oh, the Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> Plus Gruden, right? All in one hole. Okay. Listen. The Raiders look like Devin when he plays with the Raiders on Madden. Honestly. Hey, man. <laughs> and they're looking like it right now, yeah. down 14 Listen, to 3. You get, rid of, so you get rid of Cleo Mack, then you get rid of Mari Cooper. Listen, you're, you just put yourself on the hot seat for Marshall quite a Lynch while. Marshall Lynch is hurt. Marshall, whatever. He's, that <laughs> That's doesn't your guy. It came my guy, but doesn't mean he's the Raiders guy. <laughs> he should be. He's I'll, a Raiders hey, guy. I'll get into it later, but I think that, I'm not going to completely tell, but I think they're getting rid of these pieces because they want to focus I, listen, on the future. Trust me, I just, I'll spit into that. Because what they had that. wasn't working. I'll spit into it. I mean, it kind right. of was working. Yeah, I'm, well, no, wasn't trust me. working enough, though. Hey, like listen, four, I got the best three, reasoning, like but we're going to, that's my hot seat. I'm not, I can't talk anymore. I'm going to ruin everything else. So. Same, just same. tease it a little bit. Uh, my hot seat is the entire, just University of Maryland. Like, that makes every, sense. everybody. <laughs> yeah, it makes like, sense. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> can I just say the entire state of Maryland? Go um, obviously, what happened there, very, very sad situation. A player dies as a result of just poor management and from top to bottom. He died of the um, heat heat stroke, right? Heat Heat exhaustion, exhaustion, something like that. Yeah. 
which they didn't do anything about really. And it was just very, very bad all around on the part of Maryland and on the part of coach DJ Durkin. And then all this stuff comes out about how the culture of the program's bad and how Durkin was just treated all of his players poorly and stuff like that. Then the university announced and the board of regents announced that Durkin, after being suspended or placed on administrative leave for like the first eight games of the season, is now going to return to be head coach. That was, yes, two days ago. Yeah. Then fast forward to yesterday. 24, not even 24 hours later, and they come out and say, actually, we're going to fire this guy because of how poorly that the news that he would be returning was received. Well, yeah. if you have a Power 5 program that's being run so poorly that you have a player that dies of heat exhaustion, I think they need to do something in the up-and-ups to get some guys in there that at least take care of the players enough to make them drink water. The fact that he was even talked about as being brought back is absolutely is ridiculous. Yeah. The fact that they then were like, yeah, we're bringing him back was mind-boggling. Like, if I was a player, there's no way I would take the field with him as the coach. No. I wouldn't either. Heck no. I would leave. I would leave. If yeah. I knew he's coming back, I'm gone. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm boycotting like, the season. Listen, I'm not going to I'm already to the putting my life and body on the line just for playing the sport of football. Like, you could get hurt. A lot of things can happen. I don't need another, like, you know, variable I'm going to die in practice. Yeah, I don't need yeah. that toss on top. So I'd yeah. be gone. I'd leave. Yeah, and so they ultimately did the right thing, but they did the right thing because of what I assume is uh, poor PR reception Yeah, in terms of we're bringing him back. So my hot seat, just the entire University of Maryland and just everybody from the school president to the Janitor. water boy. There you go. So. Sucks to suck, step it up. All yeah. right. But ultimately did the right thing, so I guess good job there. No. <laughs> no, good, can't even say that. Um, Alex, second part of this, Ooh. who's back this week? Keep who's listen. back is not DJ Durkin. He's not back. No, he's not. Officially not back is DJ Officially Durkin. Who is back? Unback. But as of last week, I should say back, but we didn't do one, so I'm using it again. Okay. The Utah Utes in the top 25 moved up again. Utah Utes in the top 15. Yeah, they're 15 now. Holy crap. There you go. I went buck wild when I saw that. I was like, to heck with you, AP and coaches pull. Give us one more spot. Well, they have like the third-ranked overall defense in the country. Yeah. Zach Moss ran for a career-high 200-and-something yards against um, UCLA. I don't know what it is about Utah running backs and playing in the Rose Bowl. They love it. Apparently. Well, they that's if they end up playing there, then love it. is that a guaranteed win? The what? If they end up playing in oh, the yeah, Rose true. Bowl, is that a guaranteed win, Alex? Yes. <laughs> So if we beat ASU, because this Rose is what's going to happen, and this is I saw this prediction this is probably what will happen. We will go to the Rose Bowl, and we will be facing the Ohio State Buckeyes. And Ooh. Zach Moss is Hunter, going to cheer for? torch these dudes. I don't know. I mean, I've got to. I, I, I don't know. I got to root for Utah. Because if you did right? it, because if you didn't, I I wouldn't talk to you for like. Just week. because Ohio State been there, done that, will do it again. Right. Where you it's like give, Utah, like, like you got to root for the the underdog, the little guy. Because yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Like Utah's been in the Pac-12 for what eight years now? Since ten. Yeah, eight years. Yeah, eight years. And they haven't been to a Pac-12 championship game. Like that's everyone else has the except them. So like that's you gotta gotta set them up. This is gonna be the year. I know it's gonna happen. So strong. You heard, you heard it here Alex. first, Alex. Let me let me let me hurt your uh, your hype for a little bit here. Go for it, dude. What would have happened if Utah would have beat? UW and Washington State. Are they where, top where they 18 if Utah's undefeated right now? If Utah's undefeated right now? Are yeah. they a top eight team? Yeah. We're we're probably, if we have undefeated right now, beat all those teams, I guarantee you we're in consideration for the playoff. Does are that, they top five does that hurt Probably. You? Does that hurt you at all, though, inside to think that they blew Listen, those two but games? This is, it doesn't and hurt, the it, fact that it was Utah shooting themselves in the foot. Exactly. That's that what I'm saying. It wasn't yeah, like oh, both. yeah, no, the idea does hurt, but the thing is, going into the season... I didn't like expect that, so it doesn't hurt as bad. Like if I right, but like, it hurts pretty bad. Well, as no, we're, as think we're finding though. out, Washington okay. is not a very good team. Yeah, but like, think Connor Holler think if you're catches that. Yeah, but listen, if you think like you're going <laughs> in like you're a, a five ranked penalty. team, if you're a five like number five team at the beginning of the season, then that sucks, right? Because you have those expectations, right. right? But we weren't even ranked. If you're moving up the rings. We're that's going true. like I have. Yeah, but when you say expectations, listen, yeah, national sucks, expectations. Listen, it sucks, but the thing is, is we are on to bigger and better But the things. expectations in the state of Utah were this is Kyle Whittingham's most talented team in ever. 
Right. Like this is the I most talented that. team to ever but, come and look through at this, the but now, but now look, we're on our way to the Pac-12 championship game. So maybe. No, we are. Maybe. No, we are. Possibly. We uh, Devin, are. who's back this week? College basketball. College basketball oh. is technically back. <laughs> BYU kicked off just a couple days ago against St. Martin's. The Exhibitions. Saints. The St. Martin's And Saints. tonight they have the Westminster Griffins. Oh. My boy. Oh, man, that's an L for Connor. BYU, dude. Westminster no, coming. <laughs> you kidding me, bro? Uh, that's joking. exhibition, but they open up with number seven, Nevada. That would be good. Utah's kicking off. Utah's kicking off right now against College of Idaho. It's an exhibition. Let's see how they're looking, real but, quick. Hey, tell me how many points Van Dyke has. I'm we'll looking get, it up. We need to get him on the show. We gotta get a lot it. of dudes on this show. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I'll, like I'll text Van Dyke. That's this on me. Week. That's on me. Yeah, whenever Hunter, it. whenever Hunter's ready to use like the fact that he's PR for the Jazz to get D Mitch on the phone, just he'll just let us know, right? <laughs> I never said. <laughs> no, uh, real talk though. Get Donovan Mitchell on here. I mean, you should though. I'll text. I'll text Van Dyke. See if we can get him on the show. I'll even do better. I'll call him. He doesn't even know me. <laughs> I got. For those of you that don't know, I uh, went on a church mission with Van Dyke for two years in Alabama. Wow! Congratulations. So I'll call him, and I, I know him. I know him personally. <laughs> um, Utah is up twenty-one points right now. In the second half, fifty-seven yeah. to twenty-nine at halftime. Well, would you expect anything less? S- second half, Utah's gotten outscored ten to four. Oh no! It's because Bo, Bo Rydalch is in. I'm trying to find. <laughs> I'm trying to find Parker Van Dyke stats. Uh, Utah, Van Dyke minutes fifteen. One for two from the field. One for two from three. Four points. One for two from the free throw line. Step up, Van Gosh. Dyke. One rebound, three assists. His senior year. One steal. Step he's, up. he's a defensive monster. He's a defensive <laughs> All-American, Devin. All right, Hunter, who's back for you? Uh, speaking of defensive monsters, just kidding. Offensive monsters, Derrick Rose is back. Shut up. I don't know if you saw. Uh, yeah, screw that. Devin. That's dumb. Did hey. I not see? Hey, hey I'm happy for you him, but why on the dumb, jazz? Why on the jazz? Great this story. is the thing. Okay, I'm. I, the jazz I have, just have a no history of letting these Hold on. bums. Yeah, but you know what? I have come to peace with it because if we had to lose because Derrick Rose had to go off and put up 50, and we only lose by three. I and leave 13 points on the but free throw line. Thing, like but that's the thing. But that's what they had by, to do. But that's what the they had to do to beat tw- us. If the Jazz lose by 20 and Derrick Rose scores 50, I'm less mad than I am when they no. lose by three. Yeah, because then I look at them like, really? No, because they Rose had to do literally everything in their power. Derrick Rose, everything he put up, he could have not looked, and it would have just fallen. Yeah, that's what was happening. But you're like, it's Derrick Rose. We lost by three. All you have oh. to do is just hold that guy to forty, and we win. Yeah, but they lose by twenty, and you're like, man, the Timberwolves just balled out. Like, what it wouldn't even be holding him to forty, and you win. It's making your freaking free throws, and you win. Yeah, that'd be nice. Thirteen missed free throws. Kobe Bryant scores sixty-one in his last game on one with one ankle. He's on. He's hobbling on one leg. He drops sixty-one on the Jazz. Granted, it was on fifty shots, but so dumb. 61 <laughs> by Kobe Bryant on one leg, 50 by Derrick Rose without knees. I mean, he's, JJ Barea, yeah. five foot. I one. honestly, at this point, think it's cheating <laughs> because like 30. It's cheating at this point. Derrick Rose is just a cyborg. Like he's half metal. Like at this point, so I think it's cheating. His knee is half metal. Well, no, I think he's half metal. I think he's just someone that's happened. So they have to be placed. What are the most points ever scored against the Jazz? Probably, probably Kobe. I don't know. I want to look it up, but I you can't. You know, honestly, have time to I wouldn't surprise it. me if there was someone else. Dropped like 80. <laughs> Somebody. Yeah. Like, what is the Did most. Did Jordan back in the day happen to drop like good 70 know. on Utah? I'm yeah. going to look at it during the break, actually. We're going to go to a quick break right now. Then we're going to come back at you guys with our weekly segments. So stay tuned. Welcome back, Mike's Sports Take Podcast. Mics are on. Really? Yeah. I can't hear you. I was you. hoping, well, your headphones probably aren't plugged in. I can hear the sound. Can you hear me? No. Well, I can hear you. What can you do, I guess? Well, that's great. <laughs> well, you're responding to me, so. Oh, I can hear you now. I told yeah. you, your headphones just came unplugged. Um, welcome back. A little bit of Sweet Caroline bringing us in because we're going to talk some Red Sox baseball, of course. Won the World Series before that. 
Told you I was going to look at some players that have dropped points on the Jazz. If I'm going by the most points was George Gervin. Back in 1978, <laughs> dropped 63. Second to that Gervin. is Kobe Bryant. G- Gervin. That's what I said. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh. George, the Iceman. <laughs> George. The Iceman George Gervin. You the kidding me? Iceman. George Gervin. Uh, Kobe, 60 freaking three points on the Jazz. Kobe Bryant dropped 60. Damian Lillard, 59. Most astounding one is fourth most was 2006. 57 points by Michael Red. Michael. Michael freaking Red. Red. For the Milwaukee Bucks, dropped 57 on the Jazz. If we're going recently, we got to go recently. Derrick Rose, of course, 50 on the Jazz. Chris Paul dropped 41 on the Jazz last season. But the most surprising one last season, Dennis Schroeder of the Atlanta Hawks dropped 41 in Salt Lake in a W. <sighs> uh, those are kind of, you know, the more questionable. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Players like, I was f- watching that, that Schroeder-Hawks game at B-Dubs, and I'm pretty sure like a five-year-old heard me when I smashed my hand on the freaking table. And Sorry, Mom, but I think I yelled the F word. Because it was Dennis Schroeder on the Hawks beating the Jazz. Josh Howard, 47 points in 2007 on the Jazz. Just stop torturing us. George Gervin again. Torture. 47. <laughs> the Iceman, baby. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to talk some Red Sox baseball. Red Sox, five-game series, won the World Series, four games to one over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. So my question to you guys, I put it on an t- Instagram poll earlier this week on the Sports Take Instagram, shout out to you that voted. The overwhelming consensus was no, but the question was, are the 2018 Red Sox the best team in Major League Baseball history? See, for me, this question, because you bring, you can, you bring that up, like this question comes for any sport, any you know year, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. When the championship's over, because they're like, well, is this the greatest, right? Because it's most recent. Except for the Dallas about. Mavericks when they won. They're yeah. not the greatest yeah, that's team to fair. win a championship. Well, I mean, it's very, you could very clearly, like, if a team wins a championship, say, yeah, championship team, but no one ever says they're the greatest team. Right. right. Like, when the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl this year, no one was like, is this the greatest team in NFL history? <laughs> no. You know? Like, no yeah. one says that. But there's a legitimate case to be made for these 2018 no, Red Sox I, that I, they are the I'm greatest team I'm in with you on baseball that, right? history. Because, like, there's a, but there's a lot of variables, right, that you have to look at. Granted, like regular season, my 2001 Mariners still actually hold the re- well tied the record with the 1906 Cubs. That's the thing is, how'd you that, look at that, that, you go just go them? off wins. That's what's they hard because you, I, that's what I'm saying. So you can't obviously go off wins because that 2001 Mariners lost in the first round. So like, that's okay. the problem. So I, you have to go off like I, it's just hard because like this day and age, you have age, to right? do everything. It's so hard, Hunter. And, I, I think sorry to cut you off. You're good, dude. Hey, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Let's hear Devin's. It's brewing. It's on my mind. <laughs> The only case I can make is the '98 Yankees. Look, Being Kate, a Yankees fan, but listen. Well, first starters, I'm still gonna say this year star- the Red on. Sox are the best. For starters, team in let's lay down history. the rule that teams prior to African American players playing are automatically thrown out of discussion. Babe right? Ruth, Babe Ruth years. Yeah, Babe Ruth, those Yankees teams. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, yeah, because that '98 <laughs> Yankees, 1906 Cubs. No, like. <laughs> Let's focus okay. on. But so then, if we're tossing that out, steroid era yeah. and on. If you're tossing that out, then the Mariners obviously had the best regular season games. Now, if you want to take regular season, then obviously championships, right? Mm-hmm. That '98 Yankees team is probably up there because they yeah. had 114 wins and won it. So that's True. and only lost two playoff games. Yeah. So year. that's 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 crazy. Let me give you a brief breakdown of the accomplishments of this 2018 Red Sox team. Spring training champs. Finished spring training with the best record in baseball. Regular season champs had the best record in the regular season. AL East champs, obviously, by default of having the best record in baseball, won the ALC East, despite playing with the Yankees, who won over 100 games as well. Then they were the American League champs. Then, of course, World Series champs. Franchise record, 108 wins. They should have the MVP. Two MVP candidates, really, and Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez. Chris Sale was the best pitcher in Major League Baseball all season, but Boston decided to rest him for the second half of the year because they were like, we just need you for the World Series, bud. So they rested him for like the second half of the year and then also in the playoffs. Um, 
And then once they made it to the playoffs in three rounds of playoff contention, they only lost three games. Despite going up against the World Series favorites to start the season and the 100-win Yankees. So Yankees were the preseason World Series favorites and they won 100 games in the regular season. Beat them, only lost one game. Then they played the defending champs and the team everyone thought was going to repeat as champs and a team that won over 100 games, the Astros. And then, of course, they played the Dodgers, who were making their second straight World Series appearance. And then they beat them. And in those three series, they only lost three games. So, I mean... You could make the case, like I I said, for the 98 Yankees. You can make that case, and being a Yankees fan, I'm even admitting that this Red Sox team is the best team in MLB history. And why I say that is just because since 1998... Believe it or not, baseball has evolved. Yeah. Well, let me tell you who the... So the Yankees obviously won more regular season games in 98 than the Red Sox did this season, and they lost less playoff games. They only actually lost two playoff games, and those were in the same series, the ALCS. But the caliber of teams they were playing in the playoffs was not nearly the same as the Red Sox. They beat an 88-win Ranger team, then an 89-win Indians team, which they lost two games to. And then they played the San Diego Padres in the World Series. Hmm. So, I mean, obviously the hmm. playoff resume of those two teams is hmm. not even close. I would love to see them play against each other. Yeah, well, I mean, that 98 Yankees team had Jeter, mm-hmm. A-Rod, you know, uh, who's the closer? Rivera. Rivera Mariano. Yeah. And the young guys. Yeah. So, I mean, they were definitely a very talented team, and I would love to see the 98 Both teams you can make a case for, but... Solely because I think baseball has evolved, I think that Red Sox team is better. Just like it's like saying Michael Jordan's Bulls would come and beat Golden State. That just wouldn't happen. Basketball's evolved so much. You know? Yeah. I mean, the Red Sox, they their two MVP candidates didn't even win World Series MVP. That was Steve Pierce, who was like the 12th guy on the bench. Hmm. They had their starting nine. I mean, they were so good that they had like the World Series MVP coming off the bench for some of the games. Rafi Devers was coming off the bench. You had David Price, Nathan Eovaldi, Chris Sale, Joe Kelly. And like I told you all season, it's a fluke if the Red Sox don't win the World Series, and they did. And now Devin owes me a Red Sox jersey. I do. I thought my Yanks would win, but... We'll buy it tonight, don't worry. (laughs) Um... So I guess we're next all year. in consensus then. Even the Yankees fan is in consensus. The Yankee fans next year. Yeah, like I you see. You, there's a very that's what you said last the year. The yeah, we'll we'll Red Sox have a very solid case. So, all right. Well, moving on to a team that's definitely not in the conversation of best <laughs> anything is the 2018 Oakland Raiders. Oh baby. Who currently? Let's check the score of the game. Are down 14 to three to the one win San Francisco 49ers. Two minutes to go in the first half. Oakland Raiders, Devin, you picked them to win the division this year. That's before I knew Gruden would trade everyone away. Currently sitting at one and six. <laughs> Their lone win coming over the Cleveland Browns, which we will actually discuss a little bit later. Because that's another team that someone on this table picked to win a division. Sweet on it. <laughs> um, Derek Carr, Doug Martin, their leading passer and rusher in today's game. Devin, what's going on, my man? You were big on the Raiders hype train I was, and two then, months ago. And then Gruden traded everyone away. But, like I said earlier when we were debating this, I think they saw with what they had wasn't working enough to make a playoff run. So, well, I mean, they didn't have a lot of salary cap either for people. But anyway, they are trading away what they have right now for their future when they move into Vegas and then become contenders. Hmm. So right did now, did they it's not just have crap. enough? Though that's the question. They did. They, they were did. six. And, they were six and they ten. They didn't have enough to win a soup. You cannot tell me they had enough to win a Super Bowl. Well, there's really only four teams in the NFL right, that if you ever have compete, enough to win a Super Bowl. Well, let's look at this. Let's look at the stats. Where you're at. Last year, finished six and ten. However, Derek Carr missed a lot of time uh, with an injury. The year before that, though, twelve and four. Right, and they twelve and four, still... and they lost to the Texans in the playoffs. But again, no Derek Carr in that game. Okay, maybe you can make a case if they had Carr, but you can't look at that what if. <clears throat> but, but is it silly to gonna... have Derek Carr come back from injury? 
You have the former defensive player of the year in Khalil Mack. Okay, the Khalil Mack trade was dumb. And you just say, well, let's blow it up. I mean, if you're Gruden, you would want to just give it one more year. You know, let's say yeah. run it back. Let's run it back one more time with a roster similar to what we had in 2016. <coughs> and let's see if Carr can be healthy in the playoffs and see what we've got. I think they're just trying to, you know, just get to where get to a point in the future where they're better than that 12-4 and four team. Because Derek Carr likes it there. He's made it clear he wants to be there. So you can still build around him with all those draft picks they just got. It's not like I know they traded Mac away, but it's not like they got completely screwed for trading Mac and Cooper away. Well, we're going to talk about that. My question is, is this Raiders team, would you consider it the 2018 season for the Raiders a success or a failure? Depends on how you look at it. Yeah, it depends well, on how you look well, at that's it. That's why I'm asking you guys. Like, how I mean, do you, you look at you it? Can't, you can't look at a one and six record and well, not look at it as a failure. Okay, but look at this. Hear me out. But I got, a, I got a question. Like, do you look back at the? I'm blanking on. Do you look back at the Colts two and fourteen season and say that year was a failure because it resulted in Andrew Luck? True. Hold on. They did get a lot of draft hold, picks for what I'll they're doing. On. Listen to this. But that do was a failure. Two and fourteen years a failure. How's that not As a failure? Say, like but, it, and, but they purposefully were starting Curtis Painter at quarterback so that they could get Andrew Luck. Right. Like, but do you look at the last whole, season? For, around for the whole Oakland Raiders right now, if you go one and six, you're a failure as a team. Could something good come from that fail being a failure? Well, that's you what I'm like asking. You, have to, you look like you're about to explode over there. So. Oh, I've got waiting. a lot. <laughs> Whose team is this? Uh, John Gruden's team. Thank you. It depends on who you look at and whose eyes you see it through. Anyone outside other than John Gruden, it's a failure. But if you're John Gruden, he is getting rid of people, big personalities, because he's... I mean, Khalil Mack's not a huge personality. He'll, what? Come on, of course he is. And so He's a huge player. Yeah. Have you heard a peep from him? Since he got to Chicago? No, trust me. I've heard of plenty in the locker room with the Raiders because they was always spits and stuff like that. Wow. Okay, but listen. Gruden? <laughs> That's Gruden, coming from Martavius Bryant. Right, I get it. Marshawn but Lynch. what I'm listening I to... I those are the problem players. <laughs> Devin has it right as far as like looking to the future, right? But it's Gruden that's making this... He wants it to be Gruden's team. Okay? And that's why he's getting rid of these guys because he wants it to be his team. That's what it is. But... Isn't it foolish to say this team just one year ago was twelve and four and had a legitimate chance at going deep in the playoffs? I think Let's personally blow it up. Personally, completely stupid to get rid of those guys. You definitely shouldn't have. Well, that's what I'm asking is in your eyes. I'm not asking My in the eyes. Because of course like, John Gruden's gonna think, yeah, the moves I made were right and it's gonna work out in the long run. Right. And of course Derek Carr's gonna be like, I I'm the quarterback and I've won one game all season. But through your eyes, oh, it's ridiculous. As Alex because, Whistler, because the me personally, fan, I would have never gotten rid of them. They're my best defensive player and arguably second best my, offensive player. Yeah, yeah. Like we're up there. I mean, he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Yeah. What you about beast don't, mode? Whatever. You, I mean, he's old. I'm sorry. You beast don't. Mode. <laughs> you don't do that. You build around those guys. You don't get rid of them because, like, this is what's going to happen. And this is, I know, this is going to happen because it's just the Raiders, right? John Gruden thinks he's all up there for getting rid of all these guys and getting all these picks and whatnot. They're going to be all bust. They're all going to be crap because he doesn't have the guys he needs. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's stupid. All right? Stupid. Was, the Raiders on. are idiotic. Complete failure. But, okay, you say that now. Let's say that these three first-round draft picks, let's say one of them is a bust. Three of them are a bust. Let's say one is a bust. One of them turns out to be a suitable player. Okay. Fine, like a fine, you know, cornerback. Like not locked down, but suitable. Okay. And let's say one of them turns out to be a Pro Bowl caliber player. Okay. Now when you look at the season, what do you see? Let's say, I, like let's I say said, that they win one game all yeah, year long. It's a failure at a failure hold as on. a season. But hold on, hold on. Good comes from let's it. say that. I wouldn't get a, get rid of two Pro Bowl Cowboy players just to maybe get one. Let's say that they win one game all season long, it's get the me. number one overall pick in the NFL draft, and use that pick to get Nick Bosa from Ohio State. Okay. How do we know he's going to be great? Because well, there's a lot of what-ifs, right? 
There is a lot of what if. What yeah, but every draft picks but, a what if. But now you're yeah. talking, you don't that's have why, to pay Khalil Mack that money. That's why I wouldn't get rid of two for sure Pro Bowl players for some what if maybes. Well, do you buy I don't in, like that. Do you buy into what Gruden's saying about how players around the league want to come play in Oakland? Because of his style and because I don't. they have the cap space. Because now you're we'll talking. See in the now you're talking. Well, yeah, we'll cap see, space. but I personally don't. Now you're talking tons of cap space because you're not paying Khalil Mack. You have Nick Bosa, who's on a rookie deal. You have two other first-round draft picks, and you still have Derek Carr. And now you have cap space to sign free agents. Okay. So we'll see how the offseason goes. But I personally, I, I don't know. And granted, my mind and the way it works is a lot different than a lot of these idiots in the NFL. So I wouldn't personally go play in Oakland. But so here's some of the. They don't need a quarterback, so I'm going to skip the quarterback free agents. But, I mean, it's a weak quarterback free agent class next year. Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, Brett Hundley, and Josh McCown. Yeah, I, I hope none of those two could sign. So. Um, but, <laughs> running back free agents. Yeah. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Jay Ajayi, Tevin Coleman, Ty Montgomery. To me, a The good top one. two names, wow. Yeah. Le'Veon so let's Bell say, is an Oakland-type player. I could see it. I could totally see Le'Veon. If you, okay, now look back. We're going to play the what-if game real quick. Cool. What if... The Raiders get the number one overall pick, pick Nick Bosa, and sign Le'Veon Bell this offseason, this coming offseason. Is that 2018 a success for the Oakland Raiders? No. What would the it take? season is a failure. Because that's exactly but the offseason is a success. Res- the season you're asking, resulted okay, no, in. No, because you're asking, because you have to depend on how you're asking this question. Because if you're asking, is the season a failure? Yes. But are the moves they made? Then if that's what happens, then yeah, that's a success. If they like, were to get right. Bosa and he was to turn out to be what he's hyped to be, plus getting Le'Veon Bell, then it's a great off season. But winning one game is not a good season. But all every all the naysayers who got pissed at all those move on the movements when they traded Mac and Cooper won't be as naysay. Do you do you call? <laughs> do you look back and say the 2011-2012 season for the Indianapolis Colts was a failure? Yes, because they went two yeah. and fourteen. Because really? I don't. I would say it's a success. Because why? You got Andrew Luck, who's your franchise quarterback, and the next year led you to the playoffs at an eleven and five record. And if you don't go two and fourteen that year, you don't get Andrew Luck. True. Like I said, though. That's what's hard for me because it's a record. That's a failure. It's, it's all. Well, it's that's all what you need to look basis, at it at more than a record. Listen, you it's have all, to look at it more than just record because you can't just like I. I just it's hard for me to fathom because it just doesn't make sense for me. Like I said, to give away two for sure Pro Bowl guys to just I hope and pray that we get somebody good. But the reasoning like, behind it, works. I get the reasoning, but it doesn't always work. It does not always work. So why risk it? But it's not they like had, they had a good shot. Okay, they had a shot to actually do something. Not a great you shot. Because in the well, playoffs, Amari you Cooper, win one game. Amari Cooper was very up and down. There were games where he was a non-factor. Like, right. could you could not find him on the field. That's kind of hard when Derek freaking Carr won't get in the ball. Like, it's hard. It's hard. But also just not being shut down by cor- opposing cornerbacks. Then you had Khalil Mack, who wanted to be the highest-played defensive player in the NFL. Deserving do I think it. he's worth it? Yes. Deserving but do I it. also think it's smart on Oakland's part to be like, no thanks, instead I'm going to trade you for two first-round picks? Yes, yeah, I also yeah. think that's smart. That is smart. I think yeah, it's good I, on both. I, I don't it. think people read the win fine win print for in that trade. Oakland and Khalil Mack. And if this, if this Oakland Raiders season turns out, ends up getting Nick Bosa and two other first-round draft picks, and you end up getting a Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Brandon Cook, Stephon Diggs, or let me look at some of these other players. Ooh, Dig- Diggs would be a good get. Ziggy Ansah. Hey, go Cougs. Geno Atkins, Sheldon Richardson, Ndamukong Sue, Jadavion Clowney, KJ Wright, Anthony Barr, uh, CJ Mosley. That's some good free agents. Yeah. Ronald but Darby. For me personally, getting Bradley Stephon Roby. Diggs, though, I don't think it's going to be do, do any good. Landon because Collins, Earl Thomas. Diggs and Carr. Ha ha Clinton, Clinton right. Dix, but, Tyron but you Matthew. you need a quarterback, and they're, it's going to be Carr. So it's like. Here's my real quick. Carr's not going to give it to Diggs. Real quick question. If you're John Gruden, do you keep Derek Carr? No. What do you do? Give me your hypothetical. Your GM of the 
Uh, Oakland Raiders, what do you do with Derek Carr? See, that's hard because who is who's the Raiders' backup right now? Anybody you guys know? Um, AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. Who I AJ McCarron's is not, not bad. bad. So this is where I would go with it. I would strictly trade him, try to get more picks, right? Because you're already down that path, right? A have AJ McCarron, who could finish the season out for you. That's what I would do. I don't know to whom, because there is. I I mean I if I'm a Someone, team if I'm a team I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna give any second rounders for Derek Carr like I don't no need some him. someone who you, needs you a quarterback like pick. Carr you'd at least get I admit maybe it's just me because I don't believe in Derek Carr so yeah there's a lot of people I'm sure that believe in Derek Carr I'm sure you'd absolutely get because sure, showed, but that's what I would do though he I would trade that he's him. a good he's a good quarterback I would trade him and let AJ take over and then I guess what we're on that path is just try to make a miracle draft so so let's. Let's look at it like this. If I'm here's hmm. so here's where the Oakland Raiders draft picks stand right now. If the NFL draft was this Saturday, here's where they'd be picking. Number three, number thirteen, and number twenty-two. If you get rid of Derek Carr for even like a second round draft pick, here are your top quarterbacks coming in in the draft class of twenty nineteen. Justin Herbert is number one. Drew Locke from Missouri is number two. Ryan Finley from NC State's number three. Daniel Jones from Duke is number four. And Clayton Thorson from Northwestern is number five. So you really have one solid quarterback in that draft class. So if you trade away Derek Carr, do you just bank on hopefully Herbert Falls? To 13 or do you keep car because my hypothetical trade was this and tell me in 30 seconds or less would you accept this trade David Carr Derek Carr for a second round pick and Eli Manning from the New York Giants accepted if you're who if I'm who I'm the Raiders I'm presenting you this trade and you're the Giants Am I, and I'm the Giants yeah yeah I'm taking it if I'm the Giants. Devin? I'd take that. Yeah. If I'm the Giants. If I'm Eli, the Giants, I'd do whatever I could to get rid of Eli yeah, right now. Because like now you pair Derek... That, I mean, this is an interesting conversation because now you pair Derek Carr with Odell Beckham Jr. Right, but the thing is... And I still Saquon don't, Barkley. I still don't truly believe in Derek Carr. But he's so, better than Eli Manning. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So I'd take it. I'd take it. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'd take it. Good spirited debate on the terms of the Oakland Raiders, who I think are still trailing 14-3, to if I'm not mistaken. To um, an, another horrible San Fran team. Yeah, to a one-win San Francisco 49ers team. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back at you with Sound the Alarm and our game picks, as well as our college football playoff rankings, so stay tuned. All right, we're back. Segment three. Pound the alarm. Mm. <laughs> Great alarm. <laughs> Killed it. Mm. Let him hear it now. Tornado. Tornado warning. Man, Hunter out here feeling like a DJ. I feel like I'm the DJ at U- <laughs> DJ Handsome Hands at U92. UU92. Oh, man, that's funny. Love it. <laughs> it's, a fr- it's a Thursday night. It's a raven here. We're playing DJ. It's the night after Halloween. I got I my glow sticks and a crop gotten, top right now. Should have gotten down to up. some of that last night at a Halloween party. Um... In case you couldn't tell, it's Sound the Alarm going on here, <laughs> where I'm going to give these guys the best topics around this sporting world 
and they're going to tell me if they would sound the alarm on those teams or not. So you guys ready to get to it? Oh, yeah. Yes. If I can pull up my sheet right quick. Man, Hunter's not prepared. It's crazy. I mean, definitely have it up. I just had to unlock my computer. <laughs> um, first one. You sounded the alarm on college basketball. There were several guilty verdicts last week as part of the FBI investigation into college hoops. And on top of that, the NBA announced that they will now allow players to join the G League straight out of high school to earn a hefty 125K per year. I'm not sounding the alarm because when is there not, you know, FBI investigations and whatnot in college basketball? Everyone cheats. I mean, just a few schools got caught. Come on. Like, it's all the time. Like, every few years, a big one blows up. It's whatever. It's wish wash. No one gives a crap. Like, it happens. Every now school with the cheats. G League. The G League, though. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, that G League. The G League. That G I, well, no, not necessarily. Sound the alarm, but like. You, I mean, you now could be missing out on these recruits. I mean, let's say the number one recruit... Maybe it'd shake it up a little bit. Okay, but if the number one recruit either A, should... I mean, he should choose the G League. Yeah, he'd be dumb not FBI, to make 125... But here's the question. Let's say he suddenly goes to Duke instead of going to the G League. That's going to bring a whole lot of scrutiny on Duke, especially with the FBI investigations True. going on. Of Is like, Duke why would FBI? this dude... Is it Duke? It's under Duke's not listed. Okay. It's the Adidas school. Okay, let's say Kansas. I know Louisville and Arizona. So let's say the number one recruit in the country goes to Louisville. Okay. Instead of the G League. He just wants a college and education. And they think, why would he spend one year at Louisville as opposed to one year in the G League? He wants a college education. One year's worth? I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> he wants to take sociology what can, for what, a year? What can they prove against that? So no alarm. Like, what on, hard evidence do you have on my personal opinion? I mean, you definitely. I just, I just want to go to school, dude. Leave me alone. But <laughs> now you're going to get a whole lot of eyes. Always. At Louisville. Yeah, but whatever. Hey, I'm not maybe, sounding the alarm. Maybe it'll though. help all these teams, these big shot teams, be more honest in their recruiting. I mean, that's a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, everybody cheats. Just a few schools got caught for it. Nope. Uh, are you sounding the alarm on the Arizona Cardinals? Yes. Hit it hard. Yes, yes, yes. Break that button. I've sounded the alarm on them for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> why were you guys just silent? You were supposed to explain why. Oh, Listen, Eric, because they suck. Oh, no, <laughs> You're just like, not yep. just because they suck. Listen, <laughs> just quiet. I don't believe in Josh bust. Rosen. Rosen Rosen's is not going to be as good nearly as anyone thought, or definitely not as you know good as he thought he was going to be, because that dude's a conceited little. Yeah, he is. something. So <laughs> I don't UCLA, like that guy. Definitely UCLA guy. <laughs> I don't like him. And they need to get rid of uh, of Patrick Peterson because he just wants to leave, and they won't let him. So they're like keeping him in jail. So it yeah, sucks. well, the trade deadline's now gone. So yeah, he's and he's in upset. Arizona. He's in Arizona. I'm I wouldn't upset. want to be there. And David Johnson's <laughs> not David Johnson, but it's hard because David Johnson's best is when he's running out of the backfield catching the ball, and you got Josh freaking Rosen as your quarterback. Yeah. Uh, no. They the, fu- the future's not looking bright for them. But it's okay, because they're in the same division as my Hawks, so go Hawks. Okay. <laughs> All right, next. Alex, you once listed this team as the second best team in the NFL. The Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. have lost their last four games. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Bortles was benched in a loss to Houston, and their good luck charm has always been London. They lost in London this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Sound the alarm. Hit it for me, please. We're hitting that button hard. Too much drama going on. There's too much drama, but then listen, it's hard to, because like Fournette, like he wasn't there. Granted, do I think it would make that big of a difference? Possibly. But. Yeah, I drafted Fournette with my first pick in fantasy. Yeah, that was a good. Not the first overall, mind you, but in the first round. Dude got hurt after a quarter. (laughs) In hindsight, not to talk about fantasy football, because we don't do that here. Dalvin Cook sucked too. In hindsight. The fact that I didn't trade Tabo Fournette <laughs> five minutes after our fantasy draft ended, thirty seconds later, Tabo's like, "I'll trade you these guys for Leonard Fournette." <laughs> you should. Have done oh, it, dude, if you had done that, I was about to, and then you're like, "Dude, wait, just hold off, because you never know." So really, it was you. you I'm just out here trying sure. to get dubs. I'm just out here trying to get dubs because I'm so what second in that league right now. So we out here getting it. I've won two games. So great thanks, job. Leonard. I think I've won six. I think I've won three, maybe seven. <laughs> Panic button on my fantasy team. Um, next, 
Alex, you have had a rough NFL prediction season. Uh, you picked the Cleveland Browns mm. to win the division. Now sitting at two, five, and one. Just fired Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. Well, first off, they should have fired Todd Jackson. I mean, Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Jackson and Todd Haley a long time ago. I mean, Todd Jackson at this point. Todd Jackson, <laughs> Hugh Haley, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they should have been gone a long time ago. Sound the alarm. Just hit it for me because Cleveland's not back like I hope they were. Granted, they what won two games. Two games. Hey, that's, they're that's they're better. A, that's better. They're a lot better than they were last year. Well, yeah. They play the they play the Chiefs this week. <laughs> yeah, that's an L. Oh, that is a definite L. <laughs> that's an L. Yeah. Listen, I had high hopes. I prayed about it a little bit, but it didn't happen. So it's because you didn't go to church. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess that's true. So none, none of my picks are ever gonna work. Um, this one's for Devin. Devin, yes. he's sitting the. Are you hitting the sound the alarm for BYU? Sitting at four and four. Following up a game in which they scored mm. over 40 points against Hawaii, they scored six points at home against Northern <laughs> Illinois, and players are now calling out fans for not going to the game and also for being mean to them and hurting their feelings. If they don't make a bowl game, then I'm sounding the alarm. No, hit it now. Well, no, right no, no. now. Hit, that. hit the alarm right no, now, please. then I'm not sounding the alarm. <laughs> All right. Are you I'm not sounding the alarm. Oh, okay. bam. No, Whistler has no say in this. <laughs> ah, <All> bam. Right? <laughs> I'm not sounding the alarm if the... If no they alarm. Don't, no alarm for Devin. If they don't make a bowl game, then crank that alarm up to 10. <laughs> That's my alarm. There at, it is. Thank you. At Thank bias, you. At bias you fan, one, I, two. I'm sounding the alarm. Woo. That's me. That's my alarm that I'm sounding. I have never left a BYU game as dejected as I was. That Utah State game was pretty bad. Utah State? <laughs> It's yeah, a game I expected BYU to lose. But that bad? That badly, no. But you look at what Utah State's done since. I that's mean, true, they had 49 points in the first and they're half 18th in the nation last week. Okay, yeah, they're 18th in the nation. But to have NIU that, that NIU game was couldn't sad. stop I am, Florida State. I'm happy I went to Lagoon. Was a joke. And then for the players to turn around and be like, "Well, the fans aren't don't cheer." It was for one us. player. It was Michael Shelton. The fans, something to cheer about. Yeah. Give them something to cheer about. about Don't get mad that they're not cheering. We talked about that on Cougar Give them something to cheer about. I agree. It was Michael Shelton. I think he was just blowing off steam because that defense played a very good game and the offense just couldn't help him out. So I'm sounding the alarm. Uh, That will do it for Sound the Alarm. We've got, but we're not done yet. We have got our college playoff rankings. So the actual college football playoff rankings came out just earlier this week. Yep. Do you know off the top of your head what the one through four was? Yeah. So the one through four is Alabama, Clemson, LSU, the Notre Dame. Okay. So we'll see if ours vary. It does. At all. <laughs> uh, mine varies just a little bit. So is mine. Just slightly. Okay. Well, let's go around starting at number four. So number four is actually LSU. Because okay. they are they they did lose a game. I can't I can't say here and give them number three spot. Devin? We should uh, four. Notre Dame. Oh, the Irish undefeated. Mm. Right, but their strength of haven't schedule. Haven't really played anybody. Their strength of schedule yeah. compared to LSU's. That's yeah. why I have LSU at the next three, but we'll get to that. So my number four is the Georgia Bulldogs. I okay. actually think they're the second hey, best they, team in college that football. That was a great rebound they just game. They had one bad game. That was a great yeah. rebound game. Great it's rebound. Fair. They've got another top ten matchup this week coming up against Kentucky. Number three. Alex. Georgia Bulldogs. There you go. <laughs> I agree. They are probably the yeah second best. They that loss was bad, but they came back. That bounce back game was a tremendous. So I just wait on it. Devin, LSU, LSU, the Tigers. Go Tigers. Tigers, but go Tigers, but not until <laughs> Bama, not until Bama beats them this week. Yeah, someone's dropping down in these rankings for sure. My number three is also the LSU Tigers. Uh, they beat Georgia. They beat Auburn. Although the Auburn win looks less. Yes, they are not even ranked anymore. Could you imagine if LSU was... So if LSU doesn't lose to Florida, but they lose to Alabama this week... They could still make the playoffs. They probably would still make the playoffs. Yeah. They won't make the playoffs, though... If they lose to Bama. If they lose no. to Bama No, again. they won't. If they, no two-loss two team is going to make it. And then what side... They're in Alabama's side of the division, right? Yes. So they wouldn't go to the SEC championship no. game. So... But a win over Alabama here, or if they were to 
a two-loss non-conference champion does not make the playoffs. No. And if it does, I'm going to be livid. I don't think a two-loss conference champion makes the playoff. They shouldn't, although you could probably make the argument for somebody. Unless it's Alabama, a two-loss conference champion doesn't make the playoff. I mean, a one-loss conference champion last year was non-conference champion was almost too much last season right. with Alabama making it. Number two. Clemson Tigers. I have Clemson. I have Clemson. Okay. Right. Now, granted, their strength of schedule isn't like still though, the that, best, but, but that quarterback, that quarterback is legit, man. Yeah, no doubt. They he is legit. Smacked around Florida State, no doubt. To the point where there was people reading books. Number in one. The audience. Number one. Alabama. Yeah, it's Alabama. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what can we say at this point? I mean, this is our what sixth UCF straight time. UCF undefeated. <laughs> True. Number one. Wait, no. are they undefeated? Playing Temple Number right one. Now? They're playing Temple right now. Last I saw, they were losing. Oh. Can we get some breaking news? Wait. This is oh, breaking news. Oh, my goodness. UCF is up 35-34, 11-58 in the third. Still a long game, but Temple's hanging in there. I was about to say, we'll keep you updated on what happens. I thought you were going to say it's like you know, 11 seconds left. I'd be like, yeah. oh, man. No, no sorry. Temple, the oh, my, Temple, the oh my goodness Temple part. On, no, no. The, Temple on UCF five-yard line. The time on the ESPN score. threw me off. I was like, oh, my gosh. I thought it, I thought it was the fourth quarter. Okay. With like six minutes left, but no. What can you do? Oh, um, well. oh well. So, yeah, quick. So, everyone except for Devin has the same teams. Me and you have the same teams, just a different order. Yeah. I have LSU three. You have Georgia three. You have LSU four. I have Georgia four. Yeah. Even though LSU beat Georgia. Yeah. I still think they're better. And then Devin has no Georgia, but does have Notre Dame at four. Well, either way, Notre Dame, if they win out or if they keep going undefeated as they are, they're going to be in it. Yeah, I agree. Even though they just haven't played anybody. I but mean, still, that it's, Michigan game looks better because Michigan's won out since. It's, However, that, it's, the, it's not just gonna, that Notre Dame brand. Michigan's going to lose a they game. they go undefeated, Maybe. they'll make it. Michigan, yeah, Coach needs. Michigan always finds a way to screw it up. Smacked around by Alabama again, like yeah. they were in what, 2013. How about we just get? How do you guys feel about like an eight-team playoff? I, this, I agree. That's what I've been saying. Is eight-team? You do the winner of every Power Five, exactly. The highest-ranked non-Power Five and two at large. Yep. That's so you great. have, you know, Perfect. hypothetically Utah, Alabama, little say Ohio State. Um, West Virginia, I'll say West Virginia wins the Big 12. West Virginia, and who's the other one that I'm missing? And Clemson. Yeah. So think about this. And then you have UCF. Yeah. Or possibly Utah State. Yeah. And then you have two at large, which probably would go to Notre Dame and LSU. Yeah. And see, Notre Dame and I think personally, like, it's just dumb not to go that route because the NCAA would get the ratings, would go through the freaking roof. Because it, everyone's the revenue gonna, would go yeah, up. Yeah, and everyone's going to tune in to see that. That's more games. Granted, people are like, oh, whatever. But and you're it, telling me you wouldn't tune in to it watch a UCF, exactly. a UCF Alabama? Because they, they get all these teams that teams. never play against each other. It's it just act, so yeah. good. It actually gives so a group of five teams something to play for. Yeah. Besides the New Year's Six Bowl. Besides a fake national championship. Yep. Yeah, um, or claiming a national championship. Speaking of Alabama and LSU, we've got our game picks. First up, LSU, Alabama. Alex. I think Alabama's going to pull it through. I mean, ah, come on. <laughs> I don't think Tua Tagovailoa is going to let this one slide under the table. The dude's a monster. Their defense is phenomenal. I don't think LSU pulls it up. It's going to be a close game. But Alabama wins 14-7. It's going to be close. Whoa. I don't think it's going to be that low score. Dude, whoa, in, whoa, 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 bro, whoa. If, you look, if you look at the history of them playing in LSU, it is no matter where the teams are at, when, it is always well, a yeah, low then, Okay, was last time Tua, when was last time Okay, when was last time Tua? 21-7, 21-7. No, no, it's going to be, I guarantee, it's going to no. be like a 48, you know, 42 Whoa, win. whoa, whoa. Like, no. Since when is there going, shootouts uh, wait on between it. Alabama wait on it. I'm going and 40, LSU? I'm going 48-27. I can see it. There's no such thing as a shootout between Alabama and LSU. Hey, you never know. 48. Two defense-heavy teams. No way is there going to be a shootout. 40, oh, dude, two, dude Alabama's offense heavy now. is the best quarterback yeah. in all of college what football. What I mean is there's not going to be a shootout. If, if two is on, LSU's not going to catch him. You're excited. Feel these nipples. I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm going 48-27. Alabama, you can take that to Vegas. 
You best be taking out of Vegas. I mean, if you want to win yourself some money, that's that's <laughs> what's going to be the Dang. final score. Bet on it. What's the over-under? I don't know. Someone want to look up the over-under, Alex? Yeah, I got you. I think, Devin, you're crazy for thinking it's going to be a defensive battle. Crazy. Alabama is putting up like 50 a game. But not on a defense like LSU yet. They've played good defenses. I what I mean is there's been times. I know, I know this is arguably the best offense Alabama's ever had. But if you look at the history down in Louisiana playing LSU, it's always a low-scoring game with no more than 35 points put up. The least amount of points Alabama scored this season was 39. Yeah, but they haven't played a defense like LSU yet. Let me see how many points LSU's letting up on average. LSU led up 17 to Miami, uh, 21 to Auburn, 21 to Louisiana Tech, 16 to Ole Miss, 27 to Florida, 16 to Georgia, 3 to Mississippi State. I'll give you that. LSU's definitely the best defense Alabama's played all season long. But look at these scores Okay, yeah, for Alabama. two is ridiculous. 51 points, 57 points, 62 points, 45 points, 56 points, 65 points, 39 points, 58 points. Back to the 65 is, points against Arkansas in SEC school. In the first half was 50 points. And they're not even playing Tua in the fourth quarter. No. So... That's if they, I they will are give so you that. Good. They are so good. I will man. give you that. If this game go, if this game is tight in the fourth quarter, I could see the fact that Tua hasn't played a full four quarters coming back to hunt Alabama. That's the only way in which I see LSU winning this game. Yeah, and do we have an over under, Alex? Not yet. It's kind of being ridiculous right, here. Moving on. <laughs> Keep Ge- going though. Georgia versus Kentucky. A matchup of two top ten teams. Georgia. 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 Yeah, by the way, Alabama is a 14 and a half point favorite right now. Yeah, take smash that Alabama button. Yeah. Smash it. You gotta go Crimson Tide. You gotta go Georgia Bulldogs. I think Kentucky is the fakest top ten team there is out there. They had to squeeze out a game winning drive on Missouri, who Georgia And they needed blew an untimed down. Yeah, and Georgia blew them out of the water. Yeah. So there's no way. And and Georgia's been there before. Kentucky has not been there before in a long time. Next game, Penn State, Michigan. 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 I'm going the upset here. I'm going Penn State. Okay. Right. Trace McSorley hobbled, hurt, but not injured. So He's good. Go Nittany and Lions. Uh, I told you earlier, just a couple minutes ago, Michigan's going to lose again. It's actually going to happen twice. It's going to happen to Penn State, and it's going to happen to Ohio State. Uh, NFL game of the week, Rams versus Saints. Probably, potentially, the two best teams in the NFL Going head to head. Yeah, definitely up there, but I'm going Rams on this one. I'm taking my boy Taysom. Go Saints. Wow. Could, my other question to you guys is this a preview of the Super Bowl? Well, I can well, see No, just kidding. They're in the same division. Yeah, I can see the championship. Are you the preview of the NFC Championship? Could be. Yes. Gosh, that's an idiot. I was going to say, you should be. You should definitely feel like an idiot. My bad. My bad. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. I'm going Rams here. Your upset pick. Alex? My upset pick is Texas over West Virginia. Is that much of an upset? I mean, I mean they're like ranked 13 and 14, right? Not that close. No, there's like a probably four. No. But yeah. It's I mean, upset. technically it's upset. Still upset. Texas kind of got worked a little bit for the majority of the game against Oklahoma State. They sure did. It was really sketchy. Very sketchy game. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Devin, your upset pick? I have Purdue over Iowa. You're growing with Purdue, huh? Yeah, I mean, the way they rolled over Ohio State, I don't see why they can't do it against Iowa. I mean, true. I'm going to say roll over, but they're not going to roll over Iowa. Iowa and Purdue is like the battle of the anti or like the cancer sucks schools. Yeah. Because Iowa's got like that children's wave, and then Purdue's got that kid who's a cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. Really great story. Trent, right? Mm -hmm. Tyler? Tyler Trent, I think is his name. Yeah. I saw Um, that in ESPN. My upset pick is Auburn over Texas A&M. Okay, that's fair. I can go, see that. Go Tigers. Hey. Go Tigers. What? Go Auburn. Go Roll Tide. War Devin. Eagle. Roll Tide. War go, Eagle. War go Damn Bla- Eagle. Go Blazers. Go Blazers. UAB, baby. Roll Definitely. Eagle. <laughs> whoa. Roll War eagle. Tide. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Easy there. You're going to offend some people. You will get big trouble saying that down there. Uh, hey, thanks for giving this podcast a listen, guys. Don't forget, go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. Also, don't forget to go subscribe 
to Views from the Hill, Utah-centered podcast. Utah basketball kicked it off tonight with a victory, I'm assuming. I haven't checked the final score, but they were up 22 when we started this um, against College of Idaho. Utah kicking off tonight. And BYU is currently working Westminster. What's the score? They should be. I can't find the score, but they were up. I think they are up 15 at one point. Well. Oh, wait. Halftime, 35-18. So good, not great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They're, they're trying to find their starting lineup. So go download Views from the Hill podcast. Going to have another one up this week, previewing potentially the biggest game remaining for the Utes, their matchup with Arizona State. Also talk some Utah hoops, possibly. Oh, definitely. Also go download and listen to Jazzed Up on Utah, where we talk everything Utah jazz, and also the brand new Cougar Tales, a BYU-centered podcast. We will be talking about basketball, too. This Saturday, we're going to break down BYU's assuming victory over Westminster. They'll win. As well as assuming BYU's loss to Boise State. Yeah. Possibly. Um, I, hope, I hope I... <laughs> <laughs> but go give, us a, go give those podcasts a listen and a subscription. Go like us on Instagram and on Facebook. Peace. It's all cold down along the beach. Whipping down the boardwalk. <laughs> hey, man! You guys know what time of year it is? What time? What? 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 Oh, Christmas time! You guys all, you guys all been good and practicing real hard. Yeah, clients, you've been, you've been rehearsing real hard now. So Santa, bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good or what? Oh, that's not many, not many. You guys are in trouble out here. <laughs> and you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not bow. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming. Checking it twice